Welcome to another episode of the Sega Guys Retro Pod. We're back again with the first episode of our Sega Guys Chronicles, and we'll be taking a look at the one and only Virtua Fighter, Sega's premier arcade fighting experience that's come not only to the home in Sega Saturn, Sega Dreamcast, but a, a myriad of home platforms. Um, I am James, this is the Dreamcast Addict, and I'm joined again by Dan Swooper D. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's a topic I love very, very much. I'm huge into my fighting games, as anyone who uh, follows me on Twitter knows. And Virtual Fight is one of my favourite series, so very excited to get this one uh, underway, mate. That's uh, one that we, we have been looking forward to doing. I mean, it's a game that's kind of need and dear you know, to, to both of us. Um, I think if you're a Sega fan of any kind, I don't think you've you've not played a version of this game even if you've only got a passing interest in it, I think you'll have sat down and had a shot, whether it's, you know, the, the very basic Mega Drive version, whether it's the, you know, the 32X or the Saturn or Dreamcast, it's just an even, you know, PlayStation 2, you know, we're going more into the, the future, but, um, no, it's, it's, it's my favourite, you know, fighting series. Um, I will always choose it above, you know, Soul Calibur, Tekken, Killer Instinct, you name it, I'll always choose Virtua Fighter, it's, it's just... For me, it's it's the premier fighting experience. In the 3D realm, I'd absolutely agree with you. I I do lean a little bit more towards Street Fighter, but as far as 3D fighting games do, I think this is the creme de la creme. And it speaks volumes, I think, when they did that announcement recently, you know, when they had the, the tease for the 60th birthday, <laughs> and they had Sega Shiro, the silhouette, but you didn't know it was Sega Shiro, you just had someone doing some sort of flex, and... I thought, and I think many others thought, that it was a Kiryuki, some sort of new virtual fighter game. You saw the six on there, and I thought, oh my god, this is it. And there was a lot of excitement around it. Um, obviously, we know how the announcement all turned out, but I think it shows that there's still a fan base for this. It's still very well regarded, and I think we'll, we'll talk about some of its great best traits as we as we go through this series. No, absolutely. So a wee bit of kind of background information then. So the the first game, Virtua Fighter, came out. Uh, in arcades across the world, October 1993. That was Japan, uh, the EU and the UK was October 1993, November 1993 in North America. Uh, and then it did hit the Sega Saturn pretty soon, um, you know, into the, the system's lifestyle there. It was uh, Japan was November 22nd, 1994, North America, May 11th, uh, and then the European release on July 8th, 1995. Of course, all of those coming on launch day because we know Virtua Fighter was bundled, you know, with, with the console, kind of Sega using it as a Trojan horse, that, that kind of firm belief that they still had that bringing the arcade home was what gamers wanted, even though, you know, Western kind of trends were sort of moving towards more, you know, cinematic, story-driven experiences. The arcade experience wasn't quite enough for some gamers. It was certainly more than enough for me. That That's the reason that I love Sega consoles, is just to bring that arcade home. But... Well, in Japan, that seemed to be enough. It was. It seems quite strange that it didn't quite seem to resonate with, with Western gamers quite as much. Yeah, I always found that strange as well, because that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted. I wanted the arcade at home, because that that's what I loved. I, I loved arcade games. Uh, I think the types of games I played were the shorter, less story-driven, more more action-oriented ones that you could you could you could beat and probably beat within a relatively short amount of time but then the 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 challenge was beating them faster getting higher scores and so on 
uh, all my favorite games are, are mostly relatively short ones. And that, as a kid, this is what I wanted. This was the uh, the arcade at home. But I, I, when I was looking at the, when I was doing my research for this, I don't know how you felt, but I looked at 1993, and uh, I thought that was, I didn't realize how early it was. I mean, I'm thinking of the sort of games that I was playing in 1993, and this was out, and this was uh, a quantum leap above everything else. See, in 1993, what did, what I was playing. In November 1993, I got Street Fighter 2 for the Mega Drive. It had just launched on the Mega Drive. And meanwhile, you've got this coming out in arcades. I think that's that's pretty spectacular, really, when you put it in that sort of context. No, I mean, uh, that's the thing I noticed as well. I mean, I was quite taken aback that it was 1993. You know, Model 1, so it's kind of no textures on there, all kind of flat polygons. But still, the fact that the, the fighters were kind of popping, you know, off screen, it was just, it was totally new experience. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking back to what I was playing in 1993 um, and, and I was an Amiga gamer, you know, yeah. before I finally moved on and I know exactly what I was playing in 1993, right? And if anybody's ever played the Amiga, they'll remember this. And we never got great ports of Street Fighter 2 on the Amiga. It was on four discs and you know, I, I remember having three external drives stacked up on my A500 Plus you know, it was like, you want to fight Dalsum, you know, put in disc three, fight Blanker, put in disc two. It was just, oh, it was so, so bad. But I was playing Body Blows. Ah. Yes, I know that one. I had it. Had yes, if you look at Body Blows um, and then look at Virtua Fighter, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a quantum leap away. Yeah, it's another world, isn't it? I mean, I was playing, obviously, Street Fighter 2. Um, which I think in the context of where we are when this game launched, which we might come on to shortly, uh, massive game. Um, I think Street Fighter 2 was the, probably the biggest game around in the, at, at that time, still two years on from its release. I was playing that and Aladdin, which, you know, great games on the Mega Drive. But this was this was so far beyond that because 3D just seemed, this sort of 3D just seemed like a, a million miles away and all of a sudden it was, the, it was here. And technology was moving so quickly, and Sega being right at the forefront and innovating with this sort of game is just, yeah, mind-boggling how 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 futuristic it seemed. I know they're flat, shady polygons, and now people are probably looking at looking at you know if they weren't there, you know if you if you if you weren't in that sort of era, you probably think, what the hell are these guys talking about? This looks ugly as sin. And that's the thing. It's and there's a there's a kind of danger as well with the way gaming's going that I think it's quite difficult for people to to try and look back the way or for some people to look back the way and, and try and remove the kind of the unconscious bias that they've got from the modern kind of gaming that we have just now. Um, you you do need to kinda of put yourself back in, in that kind of position in those you know in those those shoes so to speak of of thinking about what you were playing at home at the time. Um and you certainly had a better experience than me. I mean, you're playing Aladdin and Street Fighter 2. I'm, I'm playing Body Blows and, and Street Fighter 2 and 4 Discs. So you, you certainly had a, a slight edge in terms of what you were playing. But um, to go from those those kind of platforms and to walk into an arcade um, and just see that, and not just see it, but hear it, you know, the, the quality of the audio, the soundtrack is legendary. Um I mean, what, what were your first experiences of, of Virtua Fighter? I mean, you were already a Sega gamer. You know, you, you were coming from the Mega Drive, unlike myself, where I was an Amiga player, um, and I had been Atari ST before that, and I had a Spectrum before that. So 
my kind of this the Saturn was and was my kind of starting point console wise, um, and Virtua Fighter was very much my first kind of big Sega experience in the arcade. Um, but I mean, for you coming from already being an existing you know Sega gamer, how how what was your first kind of venture into the the world of Virtua Fighter? Yeah, so I mean, I my first store, my first console or first system rather was a Commodore sixty four, and a tape deck, and then my brother. Uh, that year and a half later, he got a Master System, and that really began my love affair with Sega. And uh, it was Sonic the Hedgehog, actually, that cemented my my, my affection for Sega. Um, I remember playing Street Fighter 2. I'm probably going to reference it a couple of times when I'm talking about this. I played Street Fighter 2 in 1992 on a friend's. He had a Super Famicom, and he showed me it, and it, it, I thought it was amazing. But knowing that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was on the Mega Drive, I had to get a Mega Drive. So if we consider where we were at this time frame, um, October 1993, uh, I think the first time I'd heard of Virtua Fighter was an episode of uh, an issue of Mean Machine Sega. And I remember the issue because it was the one I believe it had, a, 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 it had Street Fighter 2 in it. And I think it's quite important to just, uh, you, you probably know yourself, James, it was Street Fighter 2 was, I think it was the biggest thing in gaming at that time. Even more than the Mario or Sonic, um, because the SNES was relying on Street Fighter 2 to sell consoles. It wasn't Mario that was selling it; it was Street Fighter 2. Why Sega was so keen to get it. So fighting games back then were the biggest thing going, or at least Street Fighter 2 was. Uh, and the, the reason why I remember this so well is because in the in the small cutout in, in the new section of Mean Machine Sega is this image. The next Street Fighter 2. So I'm looking. Oh, hang on. So we, you know, we've had Mortal Kombat at this point, and we've had a few pretenders to the throne. But uh, what's this? So I look, I look at him and say, "Wow, this is 3D." And now it's a very, very uh, early version of it. Interestingly, it hasn't got Akira Yuki in the in the in the starting lineup. It's got Siba, who's the uh, Arab with the with the, with the with the scimitar. He's in he's in Fighters Mega Max, isn't he? In Fires Mega Mix. Yep. <laughs> I, I I got I got quite excited when I got when I unlocked him in Fires Mega Mix as well. I was like, oh, it's him. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of my we might one of my most used characters to pick, and purely on the basis that I'd seen him in this in this small cutout. It was only two two images. I'm pretty sure it was Lao Chan fighting Seba in and the character select screen. That's all I saw, but that was enough for wow, this looks incredible. Uh, we'd had virtual virtual racing by this point but because street fighter was so big and because this seemed like the next step up it really caught my attention but i couldn't i couldn't tell you the date when i first played it and i'm pretty sure it was in 1994 i couldn't tell you when and where i was um and it's, it's probably a terrible thing because it was in some sort of in sort of sort of club there were it was a reception for a christening or, or 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 something, some family event, which I feel terrible because I have no idea who or <laughs> why I was there, what it was. All I remember is that they had the bar in the back, and next to that bar was Virtua Fighter, and all I did the whole time was beg my mum and dad for a pound. Can I have a pound to go on this game? Oh, please, please, one more. I'd go on there, I'd get absolutely annihilated, and then ask for another pound. <laughs> <laughs> But I couldn't. I, I was when I when when I wasn't allowed money. I was I was just sitting there, just you know, just watching it because I was mesmerised by it. The way that it moved, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. And of course, I was accustomed to playing things. You know, it was play, playing Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. They played a certain way, but this played completely differently. 
Um, and I never really got the hang of it in the arcade. I was absolutely useless. I was terrible at it. Uh, I, I remember I played it again in an airport. I think it was in Gatwick Airport. I uh, had a copy of, again, Mean Machine Sega at the time. Set that down on the side. I was play- I always gravitated to Jackie. And all I did was, right, he does a combo. Punch, punch, punch. So I just tried to get, get punch, 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 punch. Uh, and Jackie, who was the first character in the game, just ducked, kicked me, ducked, kicked me. Two excellence. That was that was another pound gone. <laughs> as bad as I was, <laughs> I was I was absolutely enthralled by it. So yeah, that that was that that was my first experiences with it. And uh, yeah, it was it was magical. It was one, another one of those Sega moments where I was just mesmerized blown away by something that they'd done they they'd up the ante again they'd said right so you're a street, street fighter 2 a biggest biggest game in the world watch this hold my beer uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much uh, and yeah it it i think it caught everyone's attention but um but that's my first experiences james what i mean what were your earliest memories of it well, I mean, the only place I'd ever seen it and where I used to play it was the old arcade that I've mentioned a couple of times is, is Booth's uh, Enterprises in the town uh, in Glasgow City Centre. And what they used to do is, is if, you, if, if anybody from Glasgow is listening to this, they'll, they'll know what I'm talking about. There's a bus stop right outside it. And people used to complain that we're waiting for a bus because the arcade had two big giant double doors that could be slid open in the summer. And what they used to do was actually sit the biggest, the three biggest games that they had at the time, <laughs> and they would have the screens facing out the way. So as you were walking by, literally all you would hear would be the sound, and and you would see the the, 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 the graphics. And it was I remember the cabinet was a sit down cabinet that they had. Um, now this would be I would say early '95, probably that I that I first seen this. Um, and it was just, it was like nothing you'd, nothing you'd seen before. Um, as I say, the, the, the sound, the booming voice of the announcer, you know, the, the kind of rock soundtrack, the 90s rock soundtrack that you had to it. So clear, so crisp. Um, and, I, and the way you spoke about the way the characters moved, it was just so fluid. Yeah. You know, everything, I mean, this was, this was more than, there was no fireballs, there was no fancy, you know, daft kicks, and there was no hundred hand slaps, no electricity, and yeah. nothing like that. This was just a pure out and out martial arts, you know, you know, com, you know, just a complete martial arts simulator, for, for lack of a better word. Um, I remember it was a sit down cabinet, and again, like you, my first shot, um, I just I sat down wide-eyed monkle used to take me to city centre every every kind of weekend a couple of quid start the first quid in and without I, I didn't even I remember I didn't even bother going left and right through the characters to look at them I was that that excited I just hit the button picked Akira um, which is why I ended up sticking with Akira it wasn't because I looked through them and went ah, he's quite good or she's no bad I think I'll go him that was just a case of this wide-eyed 15 year old kid sitting there coming from playing Amiga games to, to being sat in front of this monster screen um, with a panel in front of me at the joystick with the controls, you know, punch, kick, guard, some very basic, you know, there was a, a, if I remember right in the centre, there was like a, a kind of vertical 
strip for each character and it had several of their moves um, oh, yeah. and I remember looking and going right who've I picked right the karate guy um, towards towards kick kick right I'll try that and I did manage to connect one so it's like towards towards kick kick and you know yourself whenever Akira does that double kick in, in Virtua Fighter 1 it's as you, yeah. I mean, the, the sound is, is you actually make contact. The bass in it, it's like, oh, Jesus, yeah. that feels powerful. <laughs> um, and then I proceeded to get my ass kicked. Um, couldn't land anything else. Jackie picked me up several times and dropped me on my head. Um, I remember, it must have took me weeks later that I actually got on to Jeffrey. And I don't think I got past him for about another month. <laughs> <laughs> he used to pick me up, put me on his shoulders and drop me. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, this is this is challenging. There's there was it, there was no real speed to the game. That's the thing that really struck out to me. It wasn't fast. You had to kind of time your attacks. You had to think about what you were going to do. It was it was like a like a martial arts bout. Um, and just the you know as you as you started to look into it more and you know as you were playing the game later on, you would kind of have a wee look through and you would. You would look at the kind of characters that you were up against because I say I would just go in and go Akira, but as I started playing it more, you would kind of flick the joystick left and right and have a look at who you were actually up against. Um, yeah. and just crazy, just an absolutely crazy experience. And it was the only place I ever played it was in that arcade. Um, it was in there for maybe I think three, three months, um, three, four months at most. Um, and it disappeared, and then obviously. I would I would eventually be reunited with it on the on the, the Saturn version, but um, I think you you really, as I said before, you need to go back and kind of leave your your Soul Calibur sixes and your Tekken sevens and leave all these at the door, and you've got to kind of go back and look at what we were playing at that particular point in time, and then what you were actually being presented with by Sega. I mean, you mentioned Street Fighter Two. I remember the the absolute blitz advertising campaign for the Super Nintendo, mm. you know, because they had that, they had the, the home version of that bundled, and at that time, it was considered to be arcade perfect, you know, obviously, and the PAL version with its letterbox display and you know slower gameplay wasn't the greatest, but it was still unbelievable to think, you know, Street Fighter Two, again a game that I hadn't played that much in arcade the only, in fact the only time I played it in arcade it was in a Burger King in Central Station so there you go and that Burger King's still there but Street Fighter 2 isn't yeah. um, but um, so you know you that that was the kind of focus and you were going from the excitement of Street Fighter 2 to wondering how the hell are you going to get that at home yeah you know that so that that was my my first experience of the game anyway yeah um echoes how I felt about it in so many ways um, it, it it is it's kind of slow and deliberate isn't it it does feel like a, a proper martial arts simulator because I was doing it all wrong because I'd, I'd charge in and I'd I, I wouldn't have <laughs> at all you know my, Street Fighter I'd jump in and I'd, I'd dive in with a kick or a fireball and that'd be the first thing I did but you, if you go charging in a virtual fighter then you'd get your ass kicked you had to be so much it's, it's a thinking man's fighting game and the, the I think the basic setup really just it it it, it hides just how make, how complicated it can be, which is a, it's so amazing in that respect. But yeah, like you, I was thinking, okay, when, when how in the hell am I going to get this home? What sort of form is it going to take? Now, you you were gaming on the Amiga then, so I guess 
Amiga ports were, you know, you'd have to upgrade your Amiga quite significantly if there was going to be any chance of it. Mate, I, I, I remember. I remember whenever I got the half a meg upgrade for my Amiga. <laughs> yes, half a meg. It was a big yeah. silver cartridge that went in the bottom. Oh man, I think the best port of any game we got was Mortal Kombat. That was actually yep. a pretty good port on the Amiga. It was on two discs. Yep. Um, and I remember I had a 60Hz disc for the Amiga. And if you played it at 60Hz full screen, it was actually a pretty good port. But no, um, the stuff you were playing on the Amiga at that time was, was nothing like this. No. I mean, I was, from my perspective, by, by the time I played this, we'd seen virtual, virtual racing in the, in the arcades. And obviously, virtual racing came to the, to, came to the Mega Drive. And I think the, the the game was like 80 quid because it had this Sega virtual processor on it. So it's like, oh, well, a game with three tracks and one car and 80 quid. There's no way anyone's going to buy that for me or I'm not going you know, to and to get that for Christmas or for, or for my birthday. They're not going to say, well, 80 quid for one game. <laughs> no chance. But I lived on hope in that, that, that there'd be a... A Sega Virtual Processor version of, of Virtual Fighter, and I thought, well, if that comes to the Mega Drive, then I'm all over that. I'll, I don't, I don't care what it takes. I'll, I'll save up all my birthday and Christmas money just, to, just to get it. But uh, it, it was rumored, and I think it was. I was seeing, I saw a video once uh, around the Sega Virtual Processor and what plans there were for it, and how it evolved into something else, which became the 32X. Uh, but obviously, the Mega Drive cart never came to be. But looking at the dates, I don't think we were waiting long for that for that for that for that first port, were we? Or at least we, they weren't late waiting long in Japan. It came out in November 1994. Well, it hit the, hit the arcades uh, in Japan '93, uh, and then we got it the Saturn um, in Japan November 22nd, yeah, '94, and, and kind of launched. So, you know, pretty much within a year. Yeah. You know, they, they had they had moved it over. Um, it's just. It is crazy enough you think about, you know, the technology that was required to bring that home, and from what you were used to sitting playing on at home, you were thinking. I mean, I'd I'd never heard of the whole the SVP thing for the Mega Drive. Um, obviously, I know about the kind of virtual racing cartridge on 32X. It's it's giant. You know, so it's very tall because of the the extra kind of processing that's, that's packed into it. But I had no idea there was there was actually a a plan to try and bring it to the Mega Drive. It, uh, apparently there was, but it's it's all, all rumours and stuff. I did see a video where they said that they planned to bring, I think it was Star Wars as well, to the Mega Drive. Jeez. But if you, I mean, virtual racing is impressive on the on the Mega Drive, but it's so cut back. I think it's even more cut back than the than the virtual than the Fighter export. So virtual there was there was there was a virtual fighter eventually on the Mega Drive. But it was kind of more pseudo two D. It was like kind of like an animated version, if I remember. Am I am I right in that? Yes, that was Virtua Fighter Two. <laughs> ah, right there you go. It was it was it was Virtua Fighter Two in name and in terms of art style, uh, and we'll 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 cover it off probably when we when we talk about Virtua Fighter Two in the next episode. But it was Virtua Fighter Two in name, and it had some of the backgrounds and the character art, but it didn't have uh, Leon and uh, and Shundi, which to me just kind of made it Virtua Fighter One. But <laughs> because if in the two, the two biggest additions to the Virtua Fighter Two, you know, it, it, it's an odd, it's an odd game. But yeah, so I never, I never got around to getting the Mega Drive port. For me, uh, 
it was the the, the next step really was the uh, was the Saturn. But uh, I didn't play that until a little while later. When we, when did you first get your hands on the on the sat on the Saturn version? Was that 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 night? That, well, that that visit to your It was. Uh, it was that that that, that fateful day, as, as Ryo Hazuki would say. <laughs> <laughs> that day. Uh, <laughs> no, basically, my usual Friday trip. Uh, we'd go up and you know visit my uncle on a Friday, um, and you know just basically, he, he, my uncle was he was a cool uncle, right? He was basically the guy who just he bought everything new. He had. Mm. The, the, the surround sound, the, the screen, the projector screen that came down for the ceiling, they just, they had all the toys, right, and see, see, he's to blame for me being a techie, pretty much, right, it's his fault, because um, he would just go up there, it was like a treasure trove, every week there'd be something new, um, but I had no idea um, about the Sega Saturn at all, um, I didn't know that the Saturn existed until he put it on in the room that day, um, I said I went up, Normal Friday, went up and walked walked upstairs, turned left, left. went to go in the room, and uh, I, I, he kind of blocked me at the door. And, I was like, oh. and he went, oh, wait a minute. And I could hear the de-loom, de-loom, and the kind of the, the, through the menus, and then all the kind of the, the, the character select screen music come up. <laughs> um, and then he's just obviously, he was standing with the, the controller behind his back, but blocking at the door. And he had the Saturn hooked up to his his home cinema system, and as I say, all I heard was the fight one, and as soon as I heard that, I just lost my shit, because I knew what it was, because I'd, I'd, I'd played it that much in the arcade, I just remember saying, if you can virtue fire in there, like, I'm walking in expecting to see an arcade cabinet, right, I'm not going to lie, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting a cabinet in here, but um, no, there it was, he had the, the Saturn all hooked up to his, his set up, um, and, and that was it, it was just, I could not believe um, and I know if you go back and compare the Saturn to the arcade version now, yeah, there's differences. It's not 100% arcade perfect, but to my, you know, then 16-year-old eyes, um, I just turned 16 in the May, um, this was the July, and to my eyes, looking at this game, that was the arcade game. It, yeah. looked, it looked like it, it sounded like it, it moved like it, Um I just, again, to my eyes back then, I could not see any difference at all. I was just blown away. Um, and that was that was my first experience with the with the Saturn version. What about yourself? That's amazing. Yeah, for me, I didn't get to play the Saturn version an awful lot in the early days um, because uh, it, I didn't get my Saturn until 1996 and I didn't really know that many people. I didn't know anyone really with a Sega Saturn when the game was released. But what I used to do is, what I used to go when I used to go shopping with my mum. She used to take me to to Watford Shopping Centre, the Harlequin, and uh, used to go around and normally just just do a load of window shopping at all the game shops. I would have been about 12, 12 years old then, and I remember the 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 marketing push was there for both the Saturn and the PlayStation. But Sony had their own stores, and I remember I remember going into a Sony store and they had Destruction Derby on, and I was playing that for a bit, but then. I moved into, but went had to had a look in Argos, and they had uh, a Sega Saturn demo cab. I was like, yes, a Sega Saturn. Oh, it's got Virtual Fighter, and that's that was my first taste of it on the Sega Saturn. So I didn't get the full. It kind of felt like I was playing the arcade arcade with a control pad because for me it was indistinguishable. 
it felt it felt it it looked the same i'd read things because obviously i was still a big sega guy back then i was reading things i think i'd moved on to kind of official sega magazine then uh i think i was still getting the odd issue of mean machine sega and there was these things uh, there's a few things in there i think even something the comic read a review of it saying oh it's not arcade perfect there's there's flickering but i remember playing it in august thinking, what, what are they on about it's it's, it's the same it's identical now I, I, I do I, I, I do own it now, and I, I do I, whenever I play it. If you if you look close enough, you can see what they're talking about. There's a bit of a bit of flickering, but there wasn't anything major to me. I mean, I had more fun playing on that in in Argos until until my mum found out. There you are. Come on, we have got to get going. Then I, then I did. <laughs> <laughs> then I did in the, in the Sony shop playing playing Destruction Derby. I mean, for me, it was always as a as a massive Sega fan who loved everything that Sega did and who, who was in love with Virtual Fire the moment they'd sit in the, in the arcade or had seen it in Mean Machine Sega as a preview. It was, I'd always known that I'd, I'd get a Saturn, um, but that just confirmed it. I mean, it felt it felt 100% authentic to the arcade when I played it. Um, but that was that was pretty much the only taste of Virtual Fire I won I'd get, I'd get for a few years, um, which, you know, it's, it's crazy now, but it's, Again, it was how quickly the technology was moving on then because things seemed to be coming thick, thick and fast back then. Uh, and by the time I did get my Saturn, it came it came bundled with Virtual Fire 2, which uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more next time. But I did make sure that I did get myself a copy of Virtual Fire further down the line. And it's still one that I love to go back to. So who was your, your go-to? Then who who did you end up? Did you have one or two characters that you would go between, or did you dedicate yourself to just learning one particular yeah, I, fighter? I'm an absolute floozy with this game. I drift around everyone, so I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tend to gravitate mostly to Jackie. Jackie's uh, I like the, the the combos he has, and he's the one I use the most now in any virtual fighter game. He's the first character that I'll pick if I just want to refresh myself, or if it's if well, there hasn't been one for a long time, but if there is a new virtual fire, that's the character that I'll go to because I find him he's easy to pick up. When I first played in played the game in the arcades, I moved to him because I thought, okay, this guy this guy looks like Guile. You know, I think he'll probably be uh, the easy one to pick up. You know, Guile was quite easy to pick up on Street Fighter 2, whereas you know Akira was Ryu. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good comparison, yeah. Jeffrey Jeffrey with his beard was Zangief, and so so that's that was that was the comparison in my head. <laughs> So I, I primarily play as Jackie, but I'll go around Sarah, um, Pai Chan. Uh, I enjoy using her as well because she's so fast and she's got some great combos. The, the punch, 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 kick. And you can do a down kick and do the sweep or you can do the diagonal back kick and you'll do do the backflip, which I love doing. Uh, th- those four I generally move around. But I, I, yeah, I'm a big floozy. And I, I, mainly Jackie, but I'll, I'll, depending, who, depending on the game. Uh, I'll, I'll move around a load. So when I was playing the game just before we started recording this, I think I used everyone on the roster um, and still couldn't still couldn't beat Lo Chan on the end of the seventh seventh fight. So I was a little bit rusty. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. I say, paying low, daughter and father, with that same annoying punch, <laughs> punch, punch, kick combo. Yeah. Um, if somebody hits you with that man you're gone you've you've no chance of blocking it 
yeah, well, I've seen the videos. I've never been able to do it, but Lau's got that 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 inf- sort of infinite move, hasn't he? Where he sort of does the low punch into two punches, but doesn't finish the combo, and then does a low punch into two, and he can he can do that until he gets you to the edge of the ring, and you can't you can't do anything about it. <laughs> oh, I mean, the the thing about Akira is that is a. Uh, is he's, he's, for me anyway, whenever I use him, I try and be very patient with him. I like to try and lure people in. Yeah. Um, although in saying that, it's interesting you say you you kind of, you know, gravitate towards Jackie because my best mate, but he made no no bones about, you know, admitting that he was button mashing. Um, <laughs> and he used to piss me off sometimes, man, because he would beat me with Jackie. And I'd be standing there trying to kind of block him on a way down diagonal towards punching guard him on do a shoulder dash behind, double kick, we yeah. shoulder charge. No, he's just like that. Bang, 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 <laughs> bang. I remember sitting there going, do you want to play this properly? <laughs> you know, getting really annoyed. <laughs> and Sam, if you're listening, and I know you will be, you'll remember the times you beat me with Jackie <laughs> by button bashing. <laughs> oh, man. I can't speak too badly of Sam because he, he squared me up with some games and controllers and he's an absolute legend. So, um, aye. But he used to kick my ass with Jackie sometimes. Um, I would I would get my own back and have a, a fair few wins over him, but no, there was times, man, he would just pummel me with the, the punch, punch, punch combos, honestly. Yeah, there's always there's always that one that one mate who just mashes buttons. And I never had that many people play me on that Virtual Fighter, but Soul Calibur, there was people that used to that I used to play that used to just hammer the buttons and, and beat me, and I'd get really pissed off about it. But, <laughs> but Jackie, Jackie's very versatile, and that kind of lends itself to you know whatever combination of buttons you're bashing, <laughs> you'll be doing you'll be doing something. So I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's why I gravitate towards him. So uh, yeah, that was that's the original Virtual Fighter, but. I mean, as much as neither me or you thought that it fell that short of the of the arcade version, it was it was improved upon quite quickly, wasn't it? Um, it was just a few months later that we got we got the remix. Ooh, yeah. The, yeah, Virtua right. yeah, remix. This, this is a kind of weird one because the the purist in me never fully accepted this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could never. I would put it on and I would enjoy playing it and it would feel the same, but it just, to see the fact that a lot of people were really impressed by how much better it looked, but it didn't look like Virtual Fighter. And I think yeah. that comes back to the fact that maybe you're the same as that you kind of came to the series with that bare bones, bare polygon original. And I think it was kind of quite jarring to see what you had become accustomed to being changed quite so much and not being an actual proper sequel. It's not like with Virtua Fighter 2 where you got so many enhancements. It just felt like you were... It was almost like a like a custom reskin. It just didn't... Yeah. It didn't sit right with me. I mean, looking at Remix, um, it did get an arcade release um, in Japan uh, April 1995. Um, same as North America and Europe and the UK. It came to the Saturn. Uh, what was the... I'll have a look here for Remix. It's called Arcade Saturn. Uh, July 14th, 1995. Yeah. Whenever we got Remix uh, in Japan, October uh, 2nd, 1995, and October 27th, 1995. So if you're taking into account that the Saturn came out in July, August, September, yeah. October, you know, th- what, three months later, literally almost to the day, 
you know, yeah. three months and five days. Yeah, just three months later, you've got you've got what's an, an upgraded version of the game that you that you bought your Saturn with or for. Yeah, right. so, I mean, even in Japan, it's only eight months. It's you know, uh, right. I mean, we had it. They had Remix when uh, when we were just first getting the uh, the original, we're close to when we were getting the original game. <laughs> I pretty much, eh? She's <laughs> completely mad. Yeah, just six days after, six days after we get the original Virtual Fighter, they get Remix. But yeah, I'm with you. Because there's a charm about those those blocky graphics, you know. It, it it's it it was crazy to see us things move in that direction. I, you know, I don't know if you remember the old uh, "Money for Nothing, Chicks for Free" Dire Straits video. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and here and here we had a game that looked that that looked like that video that was that was moving so smoothly, smoother than that video that video moves. That is smoother than that video, eh? Yeah, it's much smoother, and uh, that's why I was like, "Wow, this is the future." And then we had these, this, and it wasn't, it was, it wasn't, it was like a halfway house, wasn't it, between Virtua Fighter and Virtua Fighter Two, because you had a lot of the, the, the character portraits seemed to look a lot like Virtua Fighter Two, and even, even the getup that that the characters are wearing looks very much more like their Virtua Fighter Two than their than their you know fairly basic Virtua Fighter One attire. But there's yeah, there's something about the look. It, the textures don't look too bad, uh, but it looks, it kind of comes off as quite cartoonish, in comparison to the everything else in the series. Yeah. There's it, it it feels like you you're watching something you know. A, 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 it's it's not quite cell shaded, and because I'm, I'm not going to compliment. It's just it's it's not. I don't think it's an improvement. It's just different. And uh, the one thing that, that I thought they could have done. You know, playing when I play it now after playing the first one is, you know, could they couldn't they have upped the frame rate a little? You know, as we saw in later Saturn games, they managed to get a 60 frames per second, um, and that's probably the, the the one thing that doesn't hold up about Virtual Fighter as well is 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 the frame rate that it plays at. But yeah, it, I think it took the took the criticism on launch to heart, and I don't think I don't think the criticism was necessary, and I don't really think that that remix was necessary either no it was almost it was almost like I, they were kind of stung by the criticism and rather than standing by their own game and being proud of it they kind of bowed to some weird critic pressure and, and tried to, to change it yeah. um, I mean it's interesting you say that it's, it's kind of the costumes and the, the kind of the style is quite similar to VF2 because it was at uh, 94 that VF2 came out in the arcades yeah. in Japan so you know whether they've tried to you know, look at this, the, the kind of source code for that and try and bring some of that direction in early. I don't know. It obviously, that heavily influenced it in some way, but I just, it just never, I mean, I can't remember how exactly, again, it was a, it was a, a game I didn't play until Monko got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not entirely sure how he bought it, whether he bought it. You'd said before we started recording, you'd remember it was given away to existing Saturn owners. I mean, the, the the copy I remember as I said to you earlier it was a a big kind of like thick cardboard box with a flip cover and then inside that there was a cutout for a double CD case yeah and it sat in there um, and again I think this was a second disc on it not like a like an art disc or something like that mm. you know it was it just was a weird weird package um, but I could just never get on board with it it wasn't it wasn't Virtua Fighter to me. Um, I always, you know, went back to the to the bare bones original. Um, it just just felt more 
And it is weird because, like, you say that you're you're an arcade Sega fan, and it did get an arcade release, but I just don't understand why they felt the need, especially whenever they were already working on Virtua Fighter Two. Yeah. You know, it, so seems, I mean, the... it seems kind of bizarre that they had that in the arcade. They were they done that, so why kind of then go back and touch up the predecessor? Yeah, it, especially since they released it, and it must have been a, a Sega STV release in the arcade if it came out in, J- in Japan in April 1995. But you think you've got Virtua Fighter Remix sitting next to Virtua Fighter 2 in the arcade? Which which one are you gonna which one are you gonna move to? And uh, I think there may have been some pressure because Battle Arena Toshinden, I imagine, was was around or or close to release at that time, um, and that was the supposed Virtua Fighter killer. Which uh, I think, I think you, if you do want to compliment a game, you you say it's a, you say it's a killer. So I suppose that's how it probably underlines again what we're talking about how important Virtual Fire was. But yeah, Battle Arena Tashinda and everyone was saying, oh yeah, it's 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 better than Virtual Fire. Look at the look at the graphics and look at the explosions when they hit each other with swords. Um, so they might have felt a little bit under pressure from that to to release for a Virtual Fire remix. But you know, I suppose <laughs> you look back and you think, well. Which game are people still clamouring for a sequel to now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. You know, nobody nobody mentions Tushinden apart from as a history lesson. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that pretty much sums it up. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd give my kidneys for a, a Virtua Fighter Six. Honestly, it'd be yeah, so good. Um, whether it's on Xbox One X or PS4 Pro, or whether it's on Series X or PS5, man, just make it happen. Yeah. Whatever it's on, throw it on the Switch. Maybe, maybe don't throw it on iOS or, or Android. No, please don't. No, <laughs> no. Free, free to play. Pay a hundred gold coins to unlock a character skin. No, get, get that away from me. It's just no, no, not for me. Um, give me a full, a full fledged, full blooded sixty quid. Rip roaring next gen graphics, Virtua Fighter, please. Yeah, any absolutely any day because I'd, I'd I'd climb over my own mother to get one. I think because uh, there's there's nothing still quite like it because if you you look at games these days, you look at the latest Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or Tekken or uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Killer Instinct, and you look at the screen, you've got you've got your life bar. Yeah, fair enough. And then you've got about three or four other bars you've got like a revenge gauge a guard meter and aggression and, and all these all these different meters and you look at the mechanics and you know you hold these two buttons down and press this and you use some sort of cinematic bone breaking move and it cuts out and you lose control for a bit when you hit people there's like fireworks going off everywhere and you're, you know just there's nothing like virtual fire that's it's almost like balletic in the way that it moves and there's no there's no big fireworks required no big pyrotechnics i'm not saying that they that, that no game should have them but virtual fighter stands alone in in not having them and not having to rely on all this flashiness to to show how it, how good it is so it's so refreshing and i'd yeah i'd give my arm for another one or maybe not my arm because i need that to play exactly but i mean i would go as far as to say that virtual fighter 5 final showdown from xbox live arcade played on an Xbox One via backwards compatibility still looks better than Tekken 7 yeah and yeah. probably looks better than Soul Calibur 6 
Yeah, I'd say so. You take you take all the flash and everything away from Tekken Seven, and yeah, I, you know what? I probably agree with you that Virtual Fighter Five Final Showdown looks better when played through backwards compatibility. Yeah, it looks it looks stunning. So yeah, so that's the set the Saturn version. So there was there there was a couple more. Now do you know do you know one I forgot? And it was the first version of Virtual the original Virtual Fighter I ever bought, uh, and I've only just remembered is the Windows version. <laughs> Never played that. Yep, uh, that was an interesting one. I bought it. I, I bought it on a lunch break in 2006, I think. It was in W. H. Smith's of all places uh, for 97p. <laughs> Bargain. It, well, I've still got it. I'm still sat in a Virtual Fighter was cheaper than your lunch. Oh, Virtual Fighter was cheaper. Yeah, it was cheaper <laughs> than the pound ago I paid for it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> back in 94 oh man I mean it. I think it was before the time when you know PC games were pretty much so aligned to console games but it's, it, so it was, a, it was a tough play and it's not one that I spent an awful amount of time with but yeah it was a, it was an interesting one and seeing it seeing it for that price <laughs> I just uh, just, re- just remembered it I mean that didn't come out too long after the uh, after the Saturn ones I think 96 so the, the the year after the Saturn was released. So yeah, but um, I think the last port uh, to talk about really is is the thirty two X one. So I, I I don't know if you've ever had a chance to play that emulated or anything like that. I've not. I watched some videos of it just to kind of get an eye for the differences. Um, you know, before we started recording, as I said in one of my the, the previous episodes, I've never played a thirty two X, never owned one. Um, so my only kind of reference to that is basically, you know, um, kind of YouTube videos, but I, I did have a look before we started recording. Um, it's it's a respectable version. It looks yeah. looks not too bad. There was a YouTube video that I watched, actually. Um, it was a guy comparing versions of Virtua Fighter and ranking them, and, and he actually ranked the 32X version above the Saturn, at which point I almost threw my iPhone off a wall. <laughs> so I don't talk a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's it's a very good version for the hardware it's running on, and I know the 32X kind of shares the dual CPU setup of, of the Saturn, um, which is the kind of video aspect that's not quite as powerful, but um, it's a good version, man, but it's, it's not better than the Saturn version. You know the the characters look a little bit fuzzier. The the, the textures on the, the the arenas, the grounds, isn't quite as detailed. Um, and the fact that it's got the, the the total time underneath player one's energy bar that annoys yep. me. It shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, it's, it is a very respectable version for the hardware that it was running on. It, it really is. So the first time I played that version was uh, via an emulator. Um, there's a I think it's Cake of Fusion is a, is an emulator that you can get, and you can play basically any of the from from the Photo Twix down. So you can play Mega Drive Photo Twix, Mega CD, Master System. And I think you can play SG One Thousand games on there. But when that when that when I first heard of that emulator, one of the first things I did was was download that ROM because I remember there was all these all these magazines, that, and they were you know we just talked a little bit earlier about how much the Saturn version of Virtual Fire was criticised, and I think we both agreed it was unfairly, but it was criticised. And I remember, I think it was me and Machine Sega saying, oh yes, the 32X port is better than the Saturn one. So, again, 
So I had to check it out. And it's like you say, it's it's a very respectable port. And uh, I was playing it recently. It's it's actually one of my my when I've got a spare few minutes, uh, I boot it up on the Photo X I've got. I don't actually own the game. I don't own any Photo X games actually. I just play it through like the EverDrive. And it yeah, it, it plays really well. Uh, I think it's a little less responsive than the Saturn version, but only marginally so. But the the, the and yeah, there's no flicker in there. The, the flickering's gone. That uh, everyone sort of threw their toys out of the out of the pram. But you look at the they look at the characters and they're nowhere near as detailed. You look at say, you know, when you fight Jeffrey, he hasn't got you know his his muscly arms. They're they're basically sticks. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of these two, at the end of these two sticks, you've got uh, two 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 lumps that are textured to look like a glove. So, you know, you haven't got any. Yeah, he hasn't got any fingers. Just two lumps at the end of his arm. <laughs> oh man! It's... And, yeah, it's it, it's. There was obviously going to be cutbacks. Uh, uh, of course. Yeah, it's a great version. Uh, is it better than the Saturn version? Hell no, is it? You know. The, the music is nowhere near as good, obviously, because it's a cartridge-based game. So yeah, I mean, after all, after all these other versions that have come out there, I think it's the original Saturn one. As much as people complain about it and pissed and whined and moaned about it and said that complained about the flickering, to me, it's still the definitive home port. Would you would you agree? Oh, hundred percent. I mean. As, as you've no doubt seen and the listeners have probably seen if you follow us on Twitter you'll have seen I've recently reacquired that very Sega Saturn from that day back in July 1995 um, and as I said my, my best mate Sam sent me a, a few games through to, to try it out and one of them was you know the original Virtua Fighter and I've put this on and laid eyes on it for the first time since I sold my collection what back in 2008 so I have not played this particular version of Virtua Fighter for 12 years mm. <laughs> um, and I, I hooked it up to the, the big telly through the RGB SCART um, and the Saturn has always been renowned as having really really excellent video output mm-hmm. um, and I was still taken back to that 16 year old kid and I think that's the biggest kind of testament I can give to that game is that no matter how many years pass, no matter what I play, I think the fact that I can put that little black box on after all that time and fire up that game, take your flick on and complain about it, and I don't care. Um, I don't notice it. I'm not looking for it. It just, for me, it's still the arcade in the home. Um, I just, I think it's an absolutely superb port. Um, that might sound like kind of fanboy bias, but I think. Um, you've got to kind of take into account that, and again, this kind of is back to something that I've seen. Was it Sega Lord X was talking about in his videos? He was talking about how the Saturn's his favourite console because it represents a time in his life where he had some troubles, and you know yeah. it was a, a kind of mixed time in his life, and, and the Saturn brought him a lot of joy at a time that he really needed it. And I think for retro gaming and for and he said that himself that people will have different systems and different games that resonate and create memories and feelings and for me Virtua Fighter just takes me back to that moment where I got finally after playing floppy disk based games and audio tape based games um, from my childhood into my teens that finally the arcade came home um, 
in absolutely sensational fashion. So for me, the definitive version of Virtua Fighter is 100% the Sega Saturn version. I love that you mentioned that Sega Lord X video because, uh, yeah, I've seen exactly the same one. And, uh, yeah, it, the way that he talks about, you know, put your favourite consoles. And uh, he, I watched it a few years ago. Oh, was it, a, it wasn't a few years ago, but whenever it was, I watched it when it first came out. And uh, I was like, you know, obviously, being a massive Sega Saturn fanboy myself, I was like, yeah, this is my new favourite YouTuber right here. <laughs> <laughs> but he absolutely hits the nail on the head. This is when you get, this is felt like the moment that you get the, the arcade at home. And when we talked about how fast technology is moving, you think how long it took something like Tekken 7 to get into the home. And that's, that's, that's not a huge technological jump. I mean, you, we had 1993, people were still getting versions of Street Fighter 2 Turbo to their home consoles. Yet Sega brought out this, this, trailblazing technology that blew everything else out of the water in just over a year they've created hardware that can create bring you a port that's yeah then it may not be perfect but it's as close to perfect as it ever needed to be and that's one hell of an achievement no matter what anyone around that time says and it says an awful lot that it's one of the games that people still go back to and celebrate and you, I don't know if you ever saw the Virtual Fighter 4 10th anniversary version. It rings a bell. So that was where it was kind of, it was Virtual Fighter 4. I think it was Japan only. Uh, it's something I'd, I'd love to get my hands on one day. But rather than being just Virtual Fighter 4, it's Virtual Fighter 4, but it looks like Virtual Fighter. Full on model one polygonal models. Um, and it just just looking at it brings back those those chills, those feelings again for the first time. And you think, yeah, there really is something special about that game and the way it looks and the way it feels. And it's obviously not just me and you that feel like that. There's obviously a lot of people in the world that appreciate that game. And uh, I think that's why today it, it resonates so well with people and people are crying out for, for a new entry. And I think on that very emotional outpouring, we can we can wrap up our, our Virtua Fighter 1 uh, episode there. I mean, great memories. Um, really, we'd love to hear from you guys out there. What, what, what was your first time witnessing Virtua Fighter? Was it in the arcade? Was it on the Saturn? Was it on the 32X? Where did you, you first play it? What are your memories? We'd love to hear, you know, what you guys, your guys' experiences were with this first game. Um, the next episode will be based on Virtua Fighter 2, um, where they'll, they'll ramp up again, you know, um, new characters, Model 2, fantastic port in the home, even better than Virtua Fighter 1, if you thought that was possible. Um, quite possibly the Saturn's crowning moment, I think, Virtua Fighter 2, but... We will talk about that in the next episode. Um, give us a follow at Sega Guys on Twitter. You can find myself at Dreamcast Addict. You can find Dan at Swooper D. Uh, and we will catch you in the next one. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.